Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. Today I've got a great, great episode for you. One that I feel like isn't really talked about enough, but a lot of people have been putting on the bottom of their resumes when I'm reviewing them is, you know, references available upon request. And it finally occurred to me that I should make an episode on how to best select your references. So these are my tips, these are my criteria, and I've got three of them here for you today on how to best select your references for the best outcome. Now, references are usually called or checked at the end of the interview process. They're not checked in the beginning usually. So this is after they're preparing to offer you the job. They probably already offered you the job, but it's contingent on a reference check, just to make sure the things you've said, the experience you have, checks out. So. What I like to do basically is, you know, I have, I have a few criteria here and we'll, and we'll go through them. Um, so basically you want to keep in mind that this is at the end of the application process, the end of the interview, the interviewing is already done and all that stuff. So this is, this happens at the end. So first what they're going to ask for is about two to three references that they can contact via email or phone. And they're going to ask them a few questions. Now, I'll make another episode on what those questions typically are that they ask, but they're, they're basic questions. There's a few things that they cannot ask, um, you know, like your salary and, and things like that. Um, but there are a few base questions. They basically just are asking the person, you know, in what capacity did you work with them or for them? How are you as an employee? Would they hire you again, et cetera, et cetera. But that'll be a, a different topic. But my first criteria for selecting references is and this may sound simple and, and kind of dumb, but you want to hire people that are going to give you a good reference, a really good reference. You don't want to you don't want to tell people uh, that you put them down as references if they're going to give you a bad reference. And this is a mistake that a lot of people actually make where they get they just, you know, they the employee, the upcoming employer wants some references. So they just put down some people and they don't really stop to think that, OK, I need to actually. Uh, put someone down as a reference who can give me a good reference or you can tell what to say about you in the reference conversation that they have with the hiring manager. So that's number one. You want to make sure that they can give you a good reference. And although it sounds simple, it is it has cost people jobs. So you want to make sure it's actually done. Uh, the second thing that I like to keep in mind when giving uh, when selecting references is you want to put down people that can offer different sides of how you worked. So one good uh, rule of thumb is you want to give a boss, someone who has managed you, uh, worked with you as, as their employee, and then a colleague, because your dynamic is going to be different. Someone who's on the same, who's on the same uh, level as you versus someone who is technically over you and that you report to. So those are going to offer different sides of you, and there's going to be good for the recruiter or hiring manager, whoever is reaching out to them, to uh, you know, basically give a more complete picture of what you're like to work with. So that's one of the things I like to do is a, a boss and a colleague. And one good thing about the colleague that I like is typically you're going to be friends with them or you're going to be a little bit closer to them than you are with your past boss, you know, all things considered. So you can kind of tell them, you know, what to say or, you know, they're pretty, gonna be, pretty much going to be really, really kind and you're, they're definitely going to be in your corner. So that's going to be something easy that you that you can think about 
and and one of the reasons why I like the colleague because they offer a unique perspective when it, as opposed to the boss, and they're gonna pretty much give you a good review. Um, the next thing that I like to you know for my tips are you want to make sure that the people that are giving references are have per, have pertinent skills and positions to what you're applying for. So if you had a number of jobs in the past, let's say you worked at McDonald's, let's say you worked as a nurse after that, let's say you worked in a laboratory, and let's say you know you were an aircraft mechanic, just all random jobs, and you're applying for clinical research, of course. So naturally, you'd want to select people that were that you worked with while you were a nurse, and maybe that worked for you, worked with you while you were working in a laboratory doing research because those are most pertinent. Now, even though the people you worked with at McDonald's and the people you worked with on the airplane, those are, you know, those are perfectly fine references also uh, if the other if the other ones weren't there. But the fact that the other two are science-based and kind of related slash correlated to clinical research definitely helps out and I think would definitely give the employer the employer or whoever's doing the reference check a vote of confidence that uh, your skills are what they say they are. And you definitely wanna make sure that you're choosing more of the recent references too. You don't wanna call, uh, give references from like 20 years ago or something like that, or references from your like summer job when you were in middle school or something like that. You definitely wanna err on the side of more recent and definitely more pertinent if possible. Um, like I said, if you're, trying to get into clinical research, definitely any of the science positions you've had in the past are great and were great as references. So those are those are my three tips for selecting references that I like to uh, kind of use. And, you know, after a few years in the job market, you may end up using the same references over and over again. And that's fine. If, if the people are willing to give you good references, and clearly if you get the job, they're giving you good references. That's something to think about. So I think people tend to use the same references over and over because they're comfortable referring you. So why wouldn't you? Why would you fix fix what's uh, not broken? So those are my tips for selecting references when it comes to the clinical research industry. Hope that was helpful. I know a lot of people may have questions about this and you know some people that haven't had much job experience, you don't really have much choice. And, you know, that that makes sense. But if after your few years, maybe you've had a couple jobs in the industry, it should be a little bit easier to select your references. And then eventually, you know, five, 10 years in the industry, you're basically just going to be using your friends for references because you're going to have built up such a network and have worked in the industry so long. You're basically just going to be using your friends for references, you know, bosses, colleagues, after you've moved on from John to job, you're going to be used, they're going to become your friends, colleagues and connections. So it'll be kind of like a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You may even end up as a reference for them. Especially once you get to a manager level, it can be very, very cool to list one of your former employees as a reference so they can comment on how you were as a manager and vice versa. So those are my tips, guys. As always, if you're interested in getting your resume reviewed, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com for any inquiries you may have. Uh, interview prep, same email address, guys. Take care.